Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I am Nia. And I'm Decoria. And we're back. <laughs> yeah. We've Today, been doing a lot of episodes to get together. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Before we start, thanks for all the love on our TikToks. Like, I think one of our 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 gaming episode on Breath of the Wild recently like went semi viral, which was like, oh wow. Whoa. Yeah. Cool? And then of course the Disney one about um what is that movie lady and the tramp that one has like a lot of views now so like oh wow okay oh wow well thanks for listening y'all i didn't know that yeah. the tiktoks went viral that's cool yeah um, we should probably maybe we'll do more gaming episodes when one of us finishes something maybe right. i don't know <laughs> exactly when i finally get <laughs> city skylines i'm gonna oh, probably talk what? about it for 60 hours yeah and i also oh thank you for saying that i forgot to send you my steam stuff i'll do that now <laughs> actually <laughs> yes but awesome also, couple. too, I literally just ordered a PS Vita like an you hour did? ago. <laughs> yeah, because I've been thinking about for the longest time, like, oh, I want to get like a PSP so bad because I want to play Crisis Core. And they're like, and I saw this video and this guy was like owning a PS Vita in 2022. And I was like, wait, oh, this is kind of <laughs> why is this low key better than the Switch? <laughs> right. <laughs> the Vita, listen, the Vita was ahead of its time. It, was it has a camera and Bluetooth. Innovative. It already had Bluetooth when it came out, and while it took the Switch last year to get Bluetooth. Right. And so, I feel like that's Nintendo just being Nintendo. They could have put that day one. They just didn't want to. That's yeah. just... But, like, the Vita, listen, the Vita, I feel like even though five people bought it, that was a good system. They just five didn't... people? <laughs> listen, not to be shady, but, like, if you own a Vita out there, share your Vita experience. Because, like, I feel like Sony was like, okay, this is the place you're going to play triple a games and then after that people stop make they stop making them <laughs> and pe- and they just kind of let the handheld die but that's another yeah, even though they were they were doing pretty good the our another sony rent from us talking about how good they were at the right uh, the handheld <laughs> consoles um I feel but like they need to get another handheld that needs to be on their trajectory maybe but one yeah. day but today we won't be talking about the sony handhelds even though that would be a lovely topic um we are talking about an anime that has sort of been kind of semi-viral and taking the world the anime world by storm recently and it's called mm-hmm. kotaro lives alone uh yeah if you want to introduce it to the audience yeah so kotaro kotaro i keep saying is it kotaro or kotaro i uh i just say kotaro because i i don't know i, I feel like that's what i memorized from the audio i don't know if that's correct yeah though. i don't know either i'll say how you say it. so kotaro is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Mami Sumura. Sorry for the pronunciation, pronunciation if it's wrong. Um, it has been serialized in Shokukan's. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm going to get that right. Shogakukan, sustaining manga uh, magazine Big Comics Superior since March of 2015. Wow, I did not know it's been around that long. Oh. Um, and it was recently put into a 10-episode television drama, which broadcast on tv asahi in 2021 and then a 10 episode netflix original anime came out uh recently like literally what two three weeks ago mm-hmm. and it's been like on the trending page like every day ever since like in the top 10 of things that are most watched and so right. a quick premise of the plot so kotaro sato is a four-year-old boy living on his own and he moves into an apartment next to a aspiring manga artist shin carino and basically he 
tries to integrate himself in the community and become friends with all his neighbors. But while the story is going on, we learn things about his past that are very interesting. So the first question I want to ask you is, what did you think the show was going to be from the first episode? Like after watching Mm. it? Yeah, so I think you told me about this anime and I was, because I was looking for something else to watch. And I was like, hmm, this looks cute. Starring a little boy. I thought it was going to be like... I genuinely thought it was going to be like a comedy, like pure comedy, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of like cuteness here and there because he's a kid. But I never thought, I never thought (laughs) it was going to hit me the way it hit me. So episode one, I feel like that was just kind of the, that was just the beginning where he's just kind of introducing himself, right? Yeah. And he's like knocking on everybody's door and whatnot. Yeah. Like that episode, I thought it was going to be, okay, this is kind of okay, I don't know how to put this. A lot of anime will have sometimes characters in weird situations, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of a comedy about that. So it's like the comedy's not necessarily about what they're doing, but like the situation of it. So I thought it was just gonna be like them, this kid pretending to be an adult, like funny, but not, I did not expect the level of depth, sadness, emotion that came after. So episode one, I was not prepared. What did you think about what this anime was going to be? So for me, I came across this anime through TikTok. Well, no, actually what happened is, so because I watch a lot of anime on Netflix, or if you watch anything on Netflix, really, and if you have the Netflix app on your phone, sometimes when stuff related to the genre the genres you watch comes out, it will send you like a notification like, oh, this new thing just dropped. You might like it. And I remember I opened the app to see what it was and I didn't really like the art style. So I was like, oh, I don't really want to watch this. So mm-hmm. I kind of ignored it. And then like a week later, I saw a TikTok about Katarlo's alone, alone and people were like, oh my God, this is so sad. And I'm like, this does not look like remotely sad. Like what could possibly be sad about it? So I started watching it. And so I was the same way as you. I was like, okay, maybe this is just going to be like a comedy with some sad moments. But I was like, was not expecting like, first of all, the level of death Kotara himself has for a four-year-old. Like what in the world? He's so, like, he's so smart. He understands so much about life that most four-year-olds could, I mean, I know it's an anime character. So of course it's like not realistic at all, (laughs) but like. He, he understands life to a level that most adults don't even understand. So it's just like, whoa. Exactly. Who is your favorite neighbor? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Actually, Carino was not my favorite at first. He kind of was annoying because I was like, oh, this man is not clean. This man is kind of just like he doesn't get up. Like he's just he's kind of just. I don't know what to say. Like he was laid back, but in a weird, in a way that I was just like, okay, sir, you need to just go take a bath. <laughs> when he said he doesn't bathe every day, I said, oh no, <laughs> this is, this is not it. But um, I liked, my favorite neighbor was the guy who's like the Yakuza type boss yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his name? Oh, uh, what's his name? See. I want to get his name correct. It's not tomorrow, is it? No. Is it? I'm not sure. I'm actually not 100% sure. Forgive us. I I don't remember. I feel like y'all know who I mean, though. Like the I the Yakuza guy who on the outside looks like he's so tough. But then as soon as he sees Kotaro, he's like, Kotaro! Yeah, I, it is like, tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow? Okay. He was hilarious to me. Because, and also Kotaro being like, step away. Don't be come near me. <laughs> but it's like, he's not, he's just like, oh, he's so cute. And I feel like that's like, it makes it. 
it kind of grounds the anime a little bit because the other adults don't treat Kotaro like a baby, but he treats Kotaro like a child mm-hmm. in that sense. Which we later um, learned is because like, he has like a son that he doesn't have like the greatest mm-hmm. relationship with. Right, which was wild. The plot twist. I was like, so sir, why are you here when you need to be <laughs> with your son? But no, um, yeah, I but Carino over time became my ultimate character in this in the show. He truly had a glow up in terms of responsible dad energy. We love to see it. Um, what about you? Who is your favorite character? I think at first of all the neighbors it probably was like the basic answer carino because like he was just always there and you could see that at first yeah. like he he might not have like really cared about well he i feel like he cared about him from the beginning but he was more of the person who's like okay like who is this kid why are you here why are you bothering me like he was that kind of person and then yeah he later became like such a huge father figure for the kid which is like so amazing to see especially those last two episodes when he found out his mother died (laughs) listen well i don't know what carino like i i feel like it was gradual but at that last three or two episodes he just went from like neighbor to like full father and i said oh what's happening sir like at this point he needs to adopt him like that is your son he needs okay listen that is the only i know we're probably going to talk about this more later about what we wish we could see in season two or if there is a season two but like that's one thing i was like you cannot end this show without him formally adopting kotaro it's not it's not (laughs) i don't like it do it (laughs) you need to make him legally his son um yeah i totally agree i feel like carino had great character development they really i feel like the writers the writer really wanted to turn him into someone who you just kind of care about into someone you think, okay, I trust this guy with my life exactly <laughs> because he's, he's responsible. He's not just, um, he's not just someone who barely does the dishes or doesn't want to clean up. He's like someone who you can really depend on. And I think this drama, it's so short, but it makes it feel like you go through a whole character's growth, which is so good. Um, yeah. I feel like that was just, it's wonderful to see um what was your favorite okay question mm-hmm. did you cry watching this because i know a lot of people did did you cry i didn't cry but there were moments where i was like genuinely sad like especially where it showed like um i i can't remember what episode it was exactly but i remember him being at school and he had a flashback to where he was when back when he was like a little bit younger with his parents and how he was at school well he wasn't with his parents i think at that time he was in like a boarding home or something like right after he left his parents Mm -hmm. and he was at school hiding away from his dad who showed up and was like screaming like where is my son give me my son and that's when i was like oh like he was being abused or something like that had to happen or like the time when um the lawyer lady or whatever she was the one who gives him the money every month or so Mm-hmm. And she was trying her best not to reveal that the the money that Kotaro was getting is from his deceased mother's insurance. I was like, oh my, yeah. like, bruh, like, you can't just throw this on us. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Listen, right? My God. And the fact that, like, Kotaro is such a smart kid, too. So it kind of makes you forget 
like in the beginning, especially the first half where you don't realize how smart he is. Like you think, okay, these adults need to be careful how they treat him because he might not know. But Kotaro's like always three steps ahead of every mm-hmm. adult he's around. <laughs> like when he, when the when the other older boy from the orphanage who's now an adult oh, the comes one in who and was tries scamming to take him. his money. Yeah, taking his money. Kotaro already knew and I was like oh my god I did not expect this and the fact that Kotaro was like I still believe in him anyway I was like my gosh this boy's pure he's so pure he's trusting he and the fact that he's like that when he's experienced so much trauma it's such a child yeah like a young no age. for me that part like especially the part where the his older uh is he even a peer? He seems like he was significantly older than him. <laughs> like, I don't want to say peer, yeah, but the guy like, who was in the boarding <laughs> home with him, like, that part yeah. really showed Kotaro's age, in my opinion, to, like, be yeah. that trusting of someone who you know from the beginning was stealing money. And you knew that he was stealing yeah. from you. But to to continue to say that, like, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you betray me. I'm still going to believe in you. That shows his age. Like that shows like the, the naivete yeah. of a child. Like, and I was like, wow, like this is so yeah. good. Like, cause at first I was like, this kid, like he's just like too adult, but no, he he's a child. Like he's mm. at the end of the day, even if he is that smart, there's this little moments in the show where you, it shows that he's still four years old. Like he's still a child. Yeah, definitely. And then the fact that like, and you really see it when the in the moments when he's experiencing a lot of happiness and joy. Like you don't. It's really fascinating how when he reverts to things he likes, he's instantly four again. Yeah. Like when he's not forced to be an adult and like cook his own food. Listen, the napkins. Oh thing, my I said, the napkins. Oh my thing, god, Jesus Christ! I will never look at Kleenex the same because when he said those are sweeter, I said, what okay, do you mean? That's, an, what that's do you a good mean? question. That's another good question I just came with. So what is there anything that you think you've learned from the show that you will like take into the real life like things that like like you just mentioned how the Kleenex thing like how you never look at it again because I know for me personally the episode where the dentist the dentist says that he now talks to kids (gasps) like at every appointment because like health professionals when it comes to children they're supposed to be like health professionals and and teachers are supposed to be mandate reporters and so for those of you who haven't watched the show if you haven't um please exit this episode like i know you guys like us but <laughs> this is gonna be all spoilers yeah, I you watch it on your own but in this particular episode um there was a dentist who his appointments was a minimum of one hour and his secretary was trying to see why his appointments were so long because the the uh patient's parents were complaining like hey like I know my child needs to get their teeth clean, but I have stuff to do. Like, the, the the appointment shouldn't be that long. But then we learned the reason why the dentist has these hour-long appointments is because he had a patient one time who was a child, because he's a child dentist, and he noticed the patient had a lot of cavities, but he never thought too much of it. He was the type of dentist who just did his job and went about his life. But then the patient never came back, and one day he ended up seeing an article about how she passed away from abuse. And like yeah. he he was like, yeah. I could have prevented that basically if I would have looked more into the situation because she had like having that many cavities is apparently a sign of like something being wrong in the home. And I never realized that. So for me, hearing that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm about to start like paying attention like more like not to children's teeth, but like, you know, their general state of appearance aside from like how they look on the outside, if that makes sense. Cause you know, when you see a kid who's yeah. like like uh 
has dirt on them, of course you're gonna be like, okay, what is that? But there's like little things that people don't really notice and pay attention, pay attention to that they just write off. Right. And like, that's definitely like, well, I'm gonna have my eye like more open. Right. And when we work with kids, like you just said, like they're not always going to be able to verbalize what's actually happening yeah. to them. And I think that people expect adult type articulation from kids and the kids will tell you in certain ways like kids won't they'll give you pieces of the puzzle but you can't always I feel like adults sometimes like he did in that situation they think of it as like okay well that must be something else they'll make an excuse which is like sometimes what people do as like first instinct but if a kid gives you repeated signs or they're behaving a certain way that's their way of crying out for help and like obviously she trusted him because didn't she come back to the dentist Like she went back and like, like kids will show you. And I think that's what Kotaro had a similar experience that, that kind of ah, broke me. The, I didn't cry with the, the, with artist the, with the guy made, that made the yes, shirts. Yes. yes. Listen, when I, like, I didn't, I teared up, I think at the end, watching him be happy with like everyone there together. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I think I also cried when, when the, the, the what, what was, how would you call her? She, the lady with the, with, who's an escort I believe like when she had to leave because of her abusive boyfriend my goodness that was tough too but like really what got to me was like the through line between Kotaro and the dentist understanding through the girl's experience like okay I'm not going to treat Kotaro because he's similar to her and then seeing that Kotaro did have a similar experience where he was just going to neighbors houses like he's in an apartment complex he's just knocking on doors and wanting to just talk to anybody yeah and that was heartbreaking and then the the t-shirt guy who was nice enough to talk to him and like let him come stay and give him shirts but like the even that guy was like don't bother people but Kotaro like he didn't know that Kotaro wasn't trying to bother people he just needed someone he needed anybody yeah I think that and And you know what's funny is like that kind of thing happening in the real life is pretty common like as far as like kids randomly being at like like kids being at a friend's house like all day because i remember when i was a kid there would be some kids in the neighborhood who just like you'd be like don't you have like don't you need to go home like you've been here like all day and you never realize like Mm -hmm. maybe the reason why they've been at your house all day is because they don't want to go home and they don't want to go home for a reason and that's another thing i probably will pay attention to more like if I like babysitting somebody or like if I'm with my cousins and one of their friends comes over I'm like okay like what's the reason why you don't want to go home like is it just because you're having fun or is it like because like your home life is not that great right is that like like to answer your question because I feel like we did deviate but um uh to answer your question honestly the Kleenex did open eyes Mm -hmm. for me and then just also thinking about like um being like having a certain gentleness with kids yeah like I know that sometimes people say don't do baby talk specifically but having there's a way to talk to a kid intelligently but also they know that they're a kid like they're not your like you can because that's the kind of the, the line that Carino walked with Kotaro like he'd be like whenever Kotaro's like I need to get stronger he wouldn't say um he wouldn't say something to like the rational way of saying oh you don't have to do this he would just be like okay we'll get stronger together he was like, like encouraging kids yeah, yeah like being encouraging kids even kids that are just like that come into your contact at all like like don't I think it's good to keep treat kids with respect and maturity but also realize that you don't have to be harsh with them in a way exactly like he he was like of like uh, in my opinion like one of like aside from like 
him just being lazy in general. <laughs> he was like a really good example <laughs> of like uh, good parenting in a way. Like he yeah. just said, like he had the perfect balance of being encouraging towards Kotaro without being without like babying him too much and talking to him like an yeah. adult or condescending yeah. like talking to him like an adult but still treating him like a child in a way like he would still speak to yeah. him as an adult but he would still do things like hey you can't go out alone because at the end of the day you're still four yeah. years old so i'm still gonna travel with you i'm still gonna go to the bathhouse with you if you gotta take a train somewhere i'm still gonna go with you i'm still gonna pick you up from school but he still had like he had conversations with him to the point where it made him feel like he was an adult without him being right. too grown if that makes sense like right no that's perfect you said it right like it's a balance yeah like I feel like sometimes people either think you have to tell kids what to do like go sit down go do this yeah. like, or either you have to just like baby them it's like kids are smart they understand but you have to treat them in a way that's like respecting that they understand while also acknowledging like they're kids you can say this in a way that they understand that's comforting yeah. and encouraging yeah so what what would be something that you took away that you're going to think of differently if you already somewhat said it about like your friends the kids coming over to your house type I thing? like like you just said like um talking to kids in uh or thinking of kids in a general more gentler way I'm one of those people who yeah. jokingly hates kids I'm not one of those weirdos who's like <laughs> oh my god I can't still oh no. yeah I'm not one of those weirdos who's yeah. like kick babies because at the end of the day I may say I don't like children but I my love my little cousins to death like I babysit them often right. so like I love being around right. kids and like kids are cute but I think like sometimes when kids are like whining and crying you have the instinct to be like hey like stop all that don't do that but I feel like from now on I probably would be more like okay like let's sit down let's talk about why you're crying why do you like asking more questions basically instead of like like you just said telling kids to do stuff because it's not like I was like an authoritative person but like you have those times where like you know like like your little cousin is whining a lot and you're assuming that okay he just needs a nap but no maybe yeah actually have a talk with him like hey like what's wrong like what what is the problem like why are you feeling like this right right and that's and that's a great point yeah like this show is so smart because it does acknowledge that well Kotaro especially it is it is an anime so he does have that anime like elevated intelligence yeah. <laughs> because I don't because I know there probably are some four-year-olds out there like this but I don't especially think now with all the technology could handle this <laughs> right like four-year-olds you give them an iPad they can do more than you yeah. <laughs> um but I definitely think that like for, even for the kids that are not like for example if they were thrusted into a world where they had to live alone I don't think that four-year-olds like all four-year-olds could do it nor should they have to but like seeing the way this show treated Kotaro with such care like he I know he's the main character but like treating him with like okay this is this character you're supposed to be following mm -hmm. but also we don't we want you to feel bad for him and see his story but we also want you to kind of feel a sense of pride like he's he's handling himself but he also has people like he's handling himself but he needs support too. yeah it's like a we it's an interesting balance balancing act because like there's so many times where I was like okay this because usually the setup for an episode to me kind of was like okay we're getting some light-hearted fun moments maybe Kotaro wants to go see that show what's what's the name of that show he loves that that character oh my god you know what he um, said it so many times and I I don't remember it's so crazy oh I hate that See, right? I hate that. I can't you remember because can... it's like literally, it's like what he says every time and he loves that character. But um, 
like he like I love how they give oh, him Tono Saman where, that one Tono yeah, Saman <laughs> listen I love also that that's not like the most popular cartoon but the <laughs> yeah. scene when they're in the movie theater and it's just them two and no other kids are seeing it I said oh this boy said I'm not like the other girls my my underrated <laughs> I indie love anime that no one knows yes he said, I'm not on your, like, shonen. Yeah. I'm not on your Attack on Titan. I'm on your, like, 2010 <laughs> I, obscure. I find, I kind of feel like if, like, if they ever show Kotaro being, like, an adult, or not, or, like, a teen on Twitter, he'd be, like, one of those anime elitists. Like, oh, my God. You yes. watch Naruto and Demon Slayer? You tell me you haven't seen Argo Proxy and Evangelion? Like, what? <laughs> He'd be like, oh, y'all are just are not on yeah, that like, level. Oh my like, God. come on. Show in your watches. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But I love his enthusiasm for Tono Saman. And then like, I, but when um, those moments, like when you get to see him to me, like in the beginning where you get to see him be more like lighthearted kiddish in yeah. a way. And then like the episode will sort of lead you through sometimes through flashback to, to like elude what's a very happening. serious yeah yeah and then i think it's a great balance because you go into an episode not already like emotional you go into it kind of optimistic because you see him being cute you see him like just going grocery shopping pretend and then all the, the store clerks are, i think it's hilarious when he interacts and people are like oh kotaro how you yeah. doing like they just they just know him and they treat him and he's like i'm an adult i'm a big kid it's it's so cute like but then you kind of lead into like he'll do something and you wonder why he's doing something yeah. and then it'll kind of explain. And I think that's a great formula. Um, I I kind of I never was bored watching this. Were you? No, not at all. Every moment of it is entertaining, yeah. and, which is surprising because a lot of slice of life type anime like this, like it can get really boring really quickly. So like yeah. this was like oh like if there's more stuff out there like this, then I would definitely be like willing to watch it. And I think of course it's definitely because there was like more drama in it as well it wasn't just straight up like slice of life but i kind of would have watched it if if even if it was just him like washing dishes or something every day and like interacting with his neighbors without the drama part yeah and one thing i love about this too what they kind of the moral i guess there's so many morals excuse me there's so many morals but i feel like one of them was like it like the village thing like these people in this apartment are coming oh together you mean like how it takes a village to raise a child village to raise a yeah yeah like even though he his parents aren't there he has these all these parental figures who genuinely care about his well-being so even when like i don't know about you but like what like with those scenes i feel like the most poignant scenes to me were the ones where they stepped up as his parental figures at school like when they would pick him up yeah at or go to like, his karina couldn't uh, do it children's day right. up like being yeah. on what, whatnot right like, i feel like that showed like he has people like he has a village he's built a village of people who genuinely care and want to make his school experience just as fulfilling as the other kids right make sure he feels like he's not missing something yeah so like what would you say was the most like memorable moment for you that you think okay, this is what this drama... The most memorable really... moment for me from the show is... There's a couple. One that really stands out in my mind is when that uh, private investigator came to kind of, on the behest of uh, Katara's father, try to find him. Mm. And when Karino and Tamaru confronted him and it was like, yo, like, 
the hell are you doing? Like, this is a child. Yeah. His parents are abusive or were abusive. Like, that's their assumption. So they're like, what are you doing? Like, are you going to rat him out? Are you serious about that? And when he ends up not doing it, I was like, oh, it shows there's, like, good people in the world. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, the whole show is memorable in general, especially, like, the way the characters act. For me, I think even though Kotaro's character is very exaggerated, Children who grow up in neglectful child uh, homes and have neglectful neglectful parents are actually like that in a way. Like they're very mm-hmm. like independent and know how to do things from their from like their own age. Like you ever seen like like an eight year old? They already know how to like cook and stuff like that. Like I've seen that happen before. Yeah, and that's because their parents are. You know, they're neglectful. Maybe they don't mean to be neglectful. There are some parents who, like, poverty causes this to happen. They have to be at work all the time so they don't have time to, like, raise their child. But I think it was, like, his character was a a good example of that. And hopefully, like, because of this, like, I hope that... (laughs) I'm not saying that it's going to have this huge of an impact, but bring a little bit more awareness to the signs of, like, child abuse. Yeah, I feel like definitely like this is because I've never seen an anime like this before. And I know slice of life and drama anime exists, but I've never seen an anime tackle something this heavy. And anime Um, usually does. It's just I particularly like don't usually watch them. Oh, interesting. mm -hmm. I mean, I've. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say like there is definitely like a lot of like anime. I know for a fact there are a lot that cover like extremely heavy like real life topics and particularly it's Mm. usually in those drama type animes those are just ones i just usually don't watch because i'm kind of looking for stuff that's like more action packed but because of this Mm -hmm. i probably will start seeking out more stuff like that right yeah i mean i didn't know there were honestly that many i guess the anime within the anime fandom or fan base that these are not necessarily the ones that reach the top no nope, the they're not Mm-mm. um right and i mean i'm I, i'm so i'm guess i'm pleasantly surprised this has maybe it's just that the fact that it's shorter and it's so well written so well voice acted and and it's just a great story overall but i i'm very surprised like i i'm not trying to say that i've never thought that anime could be like this i just feel like the hyper visible anime is very much like shonen, very much yeah. one type of thing. And so I'm very surprised that this was even made. And I completely <laughs> like, get that because it's just like, like you just said, like the, these kind of anime never reach like the forefront of like, when you think of what anime is. And so yeah, if you're someone who doesn't really watch a lot of anime, it's it would be like so it's so easy to think that like oh it's just like anime is just this but people don't realize that like anime is like that's just it's just animation but there are so many genres to it because it's like just a tv show basically it's like how i was with like k-dramas because i used to always think oh like k-dramas just handle like romance but then i watched like the crime shows and i'm like wait they have like different subsets of k-dramas it's not just genres uh, romance all the time so yeah Right. That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. I feel like also that was my ignorance too, to think that just because this one thing is super popular, that other things don't exist. Like, I I guess I just didn't think that something like this could be even remotely popular or trendy. Yeah, same. Um, I I would have never guessed that. um, Like, I mean, I kind of guess that just shows how like, how big anime is getting. 
I, I kind of yeah, feel like it because is. even things that, yeah right because i'm honestly to be honest like my reference comes from like when i was a kid if it wasn't dragon ball z or Yu-Gi-Oh or like pokemon or like i don't know like early naruto like nobody if those were the things that you thought of when you thought of anime and like th- since they were so big like so massive like dragon ball z was everywhere it was like the anime of all animes so in my head it's like okay those are like the pinnacle of what people think is popular i'm shocked that now like this and the not the slice of life stuff that isn't because there's a lot of slice of life stuff it's like the slice of life stuff i've seen that are like like comedy very school drama based yeah like it's either a school drama school romance or like very what you kind of would expect from like a maybe a visual novel not to say that that's the same but like those kind of feelings um and so I'm shocked that like this is an anime about a kid it's about a young child he's his own protagonist um the adults are kind of just supportive characters it's not necessarily about their lives although we learn more about them but it's about this child's story and it's so big I'm so like I hope this creates and it influences other writers to like adapt these type of manga if they've already been written and like keep changing going on this trajectory like I love that like I don't know how you would you say the same thing about that yeah sort of influence that next wave of this yeah I would love to see more stuff like this get really big it will help balance out like the (laughs) shonen like dominating (laughs) the mainstream anime and hopefully like like i'm i'm not one of those people who are like oh uh back i I used to be because how how would i explain this i wasn't into anime since i was in middle school and you know like a lot of people who are like that for some reason now they feel this sense of i don't know how to say it but they want to gatekeep so bad and i'm just like Oh, why are you like ownership yeah, over like, it possessiveness like oh you didn't like it back then and you didn't you didn't get bullied so why do you like it now you just like it because of the trend well first of yeah. all you probably got bullied because you were naruto running down the hall but <laughs> anyways i'm not one of those people who think animation could be gatekept because first of all the more people who watch it the yeah. more access we'll get to it more stuff will come we'll get more right. sub subtitles we'll get more merch like i don't think We'll get more anime movies in theaters because more people are like yeah. they'll see that there's more interest in it. So like hopefully stuff like this will allow for like uh more anime that are not this big action stuff to be like, like you know seen as something that's like oh my god like this is like the top thing trending right now. This is, like one of the most popular right. things. So more diversity in stories and types and genres yeah i i totally at least for like more diversity and like stuff that's popular yeah yeah that would be awesome like to have like several types of subgenres very trendy all in their own way without making it like one is significantly more popular than the other i think that's and then also as someone who likes 2d animation i love that anime is carrying the 2d front (laughs) while everybody else in the world has abandoned it for 3d I love I love that. So yeah, I mean, what would you give this show on a scale of one to ten? Um, I will give it hmm. I know when I updated on my anime list, I gave like a eight a eight, and I think I'll stick with that. Like an eight or eight point five. Mm. Mm. 
for me, I would kind of give it a nine, mm-hmm. like a nine or a 9.5 because I genuinely enjoyed this. I hope, I don't know if you've heard anything, um, if they're doing a season two, if the manga even goes The manga is still ongoing right now. And... Oh, wow. Um, I... Oh, wow. So we could read this. Yeah, you could read so this. <laughs> oh, wow. So even... That's amazing. I, I Here I was thinking, like, okay, that's it. So this, this, I'm so happy this story. Continues. Yeah. Okay. No, so right, no, ahead. yeah, I was looking into it just just to see if we possibly could get a season two. Netflix hasn't confirmed it yet, but usually Netflix, when it comes to animated stuff, they kind of don't confirm immediately unless it's something massively viral. So mm. it may take like a few weeks to for them to confirm whether or not it will get a season two. Hopefully, it does because since it like was mm. very this anime was like extremely popular in Japan, especially too. So. Oh, that's Hopefully cool. we do get a season two. If not, then I'll just pick up the manga. <laughs> yeah, same. That's I might read it anyway because I feel like this kind of show is good, better. Like it's one of those shows where even if you know what happens, to see it might still add another layer emotionally. Yeah. So I feel like it won't spoil it too much. So I might check it out. But that's cool. I'm so happy that the it's not just like a one and done potentially mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, but uh, I think that's all I had to say. Is anything else you wanted to say about this? Uh, no. I think we did. Like, we reached 40 minutes. So, so yeah, we, we did. did. Good. And yeah. everybody definitely, like, if you haven't watched this, once again, why did you watch this episode? But check, check it out, please. <laughs> Give it a look uh, on Netflix. Give it a thumbs up, too. That'll help show that people are interested in it on Netflix so they can be like, okay, we're going to put out season two, like, next week or something like that. Right. Definitely. I agree. And then definitely tell us on Twitter or on TikTok what you think about this and what you think about the show. And And give us five stars just because. Yes. (laughs) Just because we love the stars. We love the engagement. Yeah. So thank y'all for listening. Until next time, I am Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye.